You're listening to The Business Breakfast very nearly at the weekend and very nearly about to welcome a very special guest into the studio. This is the point I pick up a coffee and go for a bit of a walk, right? Uh, not at all. Uh, there's a little clip there that says Gilly 2. Uh, play that and it'll give an idea of who's coming up. There you go. That's the 100. Adam Gilchrist has just destroyed this England attack and doesn't he love it? He really does love it. This means a lot to him and to the Australian team. Well, there are two England fans in studio at the moment. Um, we're bent to, about to be joined by one of their great tormentors. Uh, and I use the great, uh, the word great uh, with uh, many, many re- for many, many reasons. He is an ICC and Sport Australia Hall of Famer. Brandy, Gilly one, let's go. Oh, he's gone again. This one will be out of the ground. Well, we thought the last one was big. Adam Gupras says, oh, I can do it even better. He can do it even better, that's for sure. Three-time Cricket World Cup winner. Uh, he is, of course, the former captain of the Australian cricket team. A game-changer, one of the greatest wicketkeeper batsmen, uh, all-rounders of all time. But you know what? You can put all of those titles to one side because the one he's most proud of... He's the ambassador of the University of Wollongong. And that's why he's here in Dubai. Gilly, always good to see you. Yeah. Thanks very much indeed for joining us on the Business Breakfast. Absolute pleasure. Great to see you. Great to be back in Dubai. It's been way too long. Everyone's got their their pre-COVID stories, haven't they? But unfortunately, I was locked in, my, not locked out of Dubai, but locked in my own country. <laughs> Such were the border restrictions in Australia. But finally got back here um, and we've recently, in the last 12 months, opened up a beautiful brand new campus for the students here. You know, it's 30 years that uh, the University of Wollongong has been here in Dubai. We were the first foreign educational operation to come into the UAE. We had eight students that year and now we've got uh, three and a half thousand. So we're really proud of that. Uh, and we love and, and thank the students. We know there's a lot of choice out there where to go and um, go into your education. So we're, we're thrilled uh, to be able to provide that. And I'm Absolutely thrilled to be back here. Wearing the colours loud and proud <laughs> yeah. today. A lot of people will ask the question, you know, um, a man that played 96 tests for Australia, t- over 280 ODIs, broke records left, right and centre, a man who na- made his name in the world of sport. Why accept the ambassadorial role for the University of Wollongong? What's the connection between the two? Yeah, I think a lot of people go, why would they get a washed-up cricketer to, to, to be the brand? Up, but, no, uh, no but we do have a connection, my family actually, with the uni. My brother is alumni. I was like most younger brothers following in an older brother's footsteps, so I was enrolled at the uni after I finished year 12. I'm from a family of teachers, mum and dad are both teachers or were teachers. They're retired now, two siblings who are teachers. So education and the importance of it have always been at the forefront in my family and, and my life. So even though I was very eager and aspirational to pursue a cricketing career, um, I was aware of a, a need to, to make sure you keep an eye on education and if the opportunity arises. So I enrolled, deferred my first year to when I was offered a cricket scholarship so that was that fork in the road moment. Okay, I'll, I'll go and give cricket a go and see where that leads to. And 20 years later, it led me back to the university. So they asked me to come on board as an ambassador and uh, it just was like hand in glove. It just made sense. Uh, that The uni at that time, the, the Australian-based operation, had a bit of a view toward India about wanting to forge partnerships and relationships there. 
Um, I get that. I get it. You know, take a cricketer with you to India and you garner a crowd. But uh, like most things over there, if you walk in, you can get indoors on the back of being a cricketer, such as the passion for the game there. But if you if you don't, you know, and you have your photos and do your selfies and all that at the start of the meeting. But if you don't have a an offering of genuine quality um, or a, a relationship partnership that is uh, genuine in its integrity and intention. That's all it is, is a photo opportunity. But mm. fortunately, we've been um, engaging with India for 15 years now. And on the back of the success here, and we do have a, a bit of a global footprint, we've just this week opened a campus in India after 15 years since our first sort of step into India as an organisation. So it's fantastic. I've just seen that, yeah. And as you mentioned, one of the first uh, foreign domestic uh, campuses to be opening up over in India as well. Ho yeah. hosted cohort of students with a number of different programmes. And it looks like it's opened up a few opportunities for you. Did you ever expect when you first picked up a bat and a ball uh, all those years ago that you'd be ringing the bell <laughs> at the Indian Stock Exchange to start trading? No, that's right. That's something that I didn't uh, know would be on my radar. But uh, what a thrill. What a buzz. And, you know, I've seen all the movies and you see all that and you see the news and, you know, watch the business updates and... Uh, without being a foreign exchange or, or a trading expert, um, it was a buzz to be there. One of our professors actually launched a book um, that day at the National Stock Exchange in India um, and around corporate finance. So it was wonderful to be there uh, and, and have that, that honour to do that. And, um, yeah, fascinating. Look. I mean, obviously, cricket has opened doors for you, ambassadorial roles, eh, with the University of Wollongong and with other companies uh, out of Australia and other parts of the world. Um, you've moved and made a great success of your, your work in the studio and the commentary box and moving into the media. Not all cricketers have that natural progression into mm. the media area and also as a director of a number of companies as well. Is there a sort of proven path for life after cricket for professional cricketers at the moment? I no, I don't think any any two pathways are the same. Um, even though uh, more and more opportunity now to stay involved in the sport, be it in a broadcast sense, given that there's not no longer is there just you know one co um, commentary box and that's all it is. There's you know, multiple commentary teams, be it in um, in you know broadcast TV, radio, streaming, um, everything, multi language broadcast. And then with all this franchise cricket that's around now, the opportunity to be involved in coaching or support the support network around teams. Uh, so there's a lot more opportunity to stay involved in the game. But I think when I reflect on my journey, it was just a case of uh, just having eyes wide open, even in the prime of my career where it was all about trying to be the best cricketer I could be and achieve success with a, a very highly skilled, um, talented group of people around you. Still, just you know, seeing where opportunity was, meet people. If I had sponsorship arrangements, try to offer much more than what they expected to get. Get to know businesses and the people within the business more than just being a product endorsement. Um, and it's, and it's just relationships. And it was amazing how by the time I finished, what I will say, I still don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. <laughs> I, I promise you that. But I've always wondered that. But it meant when I finished playing. The landing, as they say, can you know it can be soft landing or a hard landing, or but I had a, a really nice transition because all 
the bulk of those partnerships I had, I continued on. Some, well, like with the University of Wollongong, has now been 15 years. Mm. I had was with um, a foreign exchange company that went for 12 years, of which I sat on the Australasia board. As I say, I'm no foreign exchange expert, and I was asked, told that I was going on there to ask the dumb questions, and I fulfilled that part of the bargain really well. But the experience around a boardroom, around business structure, um, and we know all the. There's so many analogies that you know that cross between sport and business and and life in general that can be. Um, can be really, really uh, helpful. We talk every- about those all the time, you know, yeah. the parallels between yeah. leadership, you know, you were a captain mm. of your country as well, leadership on the field, the decision-making of a pressure inferno yep. like a game of cricket as well. I mean, as you, as, as, as you go through your journey at the moment, are you seeing more and more links between the two parallels? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, there's um, all, all the common values and, and, and everyone talks about a lot of people talk about culture of teams and businesses and and it, it's appropriate but i mean what is culture it's just it's just the behaviors of a group i think uh, you know and the the values carrying out and living out the values that are important to a group of people so whether that's yeah business or or sport or at home in your ha- home environment or your friendship group or in community in general so but yeah i was blessed to have some wonderful leaders to play under and learn from uh, both captains and, and coach uh, and yeah it made for a, a terrific experience and, and yeah transitioning those learnings into my life now and trying to pass them on to my children or young students at universities yeah. when I'm talking with them is it's, it's really fun and, and I think important. Listen, I know there's a lot of listeners and viewers out there on the show this morning who will be desperate for me to ask the question, who's going to win the cricket World Cup? (laughs) You will have to tune in a little later on, all right? Chris and Robbie have had the opportunity to sit down with Gilly for an extended interview to talk about his extraordinary career and all things cricket. Uh, We will, so make sure you tune into that a little later on, off script from five. Uh, You can probably get that round about seven o'clock tonight. Um, But we will wrap up with a quick one. I'm not going to ask you who's who's going to win the World Cup. I'm going to ask you, 30 seconds remaining in light of your ambassadorial role for the University of Wollongong and celebration of all things education who's the most intelligent cricketer you ever played with <laughs> right that might be a contradiction there in that term <laughs> alone most intelligent uh, I think um, <laughs> I, I would say Stuart Clark wasn't a high profile cricketer but he studied at UOW as well um, corporate finance law but uh, Usman Khawaja very very intelligent man Listen, Gila, can't thank you enough. Uh, all the best. A big, uh, enjoy the rest of the time here yeah, in the UA. You. Big thanks to you. Big thanks to all the team at the University of Wollongong in Dubai. And enjoy. Thanks for having me.